Hey, everybody. James Tiley and Johnny Fry, we're back, and we're over here with, with a guy from, I want to say the company is called Shoesmith, but it's, uh, I can say the last name easily because it sounds kind of like mine. I'm James Tiley, and we're bringing on Sam Ty Field over at Shoesmiths. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to have a little trouble here. He wrote an article called Algorithmic Trading in the New Digital Assets Paradigm. I'm going to have an opinion, but I'll let Johnny <laughs> run with that. Thanks very much, uh, James. And not only got a similar name, but all those algorithmic trades that you used to create and do is probably Sam on the other side that was selling your ass off and because you probably hadn't done it right. Or he was copying your, your code for one of his clients. But not, not that a, a learned friend of mine, a, a lawyer from Shoesmiths, would, would do something like that. Sam, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. And um, it's a heck of a long title for your um, article. What's, what's this all about then? Well, what what it's all about is uh, it came from a, a discussion that you and I had um, a few weeks ago, where uh, we were talking about how you and I both uh, stepped into the digital assets and and, and crypto space, mm -hmm. and I was explaining a little bit of my my, my background, which is in algorithmic and high frequency trading, and it, it, I explained that, that it, it is not a very big leap from trading algorithmic strategies in traditional financial instruments, cross-venue, cross-market, to trading digital assets and, and, and cryptocurrencies and crypto derivatives yep. um, for quite a number of reasons, really. Um, I, I don't want to issue any spoilers and they're, they're, they're all or some of them are set out in the in the in the article themselves but essentially it all boils down to uh the fact that algorithmic trading is well hang on Sam, Sam, Sam let's let's yeah, start let's start it what is algorithmic yeah. trading we throw around these terms and I know James yeah. knows what it is but I was if waiting for, for, for an old duffer like me how I, do you I was waiting for him yeah. algorithmic to, to trading? scream so let's go back quite a number of decades uh, and, and, and close your eyes and picture the, the dealing floor of a stock exchange. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, those of us above a certain age will have an image of uh, a huge crowd of uh, mainly men yeah, dressed in brightly colored jackets, yelling at one another. Yeah, yeah. Fag, in, fag in the hand, probably a glass of scotch as well. And that was first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yelling at one another. At some point, somebody decided that that was all a little bit too sweaty and uh, involved far too much uh, human interaction, and they decided to move quite a lot of the dealing floors onto uh, open plan offices around the city and, and New York and wherever else, so that these same gentlemen would yell at one another down the telephone. Now, or maybe two of them, one in each hand at least. And from there, technological advances led to slowly, slowly, uh, those gentlemen explaining to uh, people who had the ability to write code and write software, how they were trading, how they were thinking, and giving these, these, these software devs 
uh, e enough information that they could code the strategies uh, and upload them to a computer. And at some point, a fair majority of the trading volume and daily interest on various exchanges and on various financial instruments turned from human beings yelling at one another to computers yelling at one another. And from there, it is along with the development of the applicable underlying technology, uh, not uh, a, a drastic evolution towards computers shouting at one another faster and faster and faster. And that, that's, the high that's the high frequency bit. When, that's when... the high frequency bit. Uh, there, there are there are legal definitions or yeah. statutory definitions of, of of high frequency trading, and they well they they don't they don't capture the the essence of what it is. They do belie the 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 astonishing uh, speed with which machines now. Uh, collect, pass, uh, interpret, and then uh, spit Excellent. out uh, in, in information going the other way, whether that's messages, orders, cancels, or amends. Right. Um, it, the the, the, the definite one of the statute definitions of high-frequency trading is uh, two messages per second um, per instrument per venue, which is tremendously fast. And that is a lot of messages that can go uh, out into a trading venue. Uh, and if you, if you if you think about how many times that is happening every hour, every day from multiple trading participants, you can get a, start to get a feel of just how busy the systems for a, a your, your average trading venue are going to be. Uh, but the the the, the I don't know whether it was the which way round I want to put it. Is it the the result of it or or the um, the genesis of it is a lack of human interaction in the order cycle. So you you have empowered machines within certain coded parameters to take autonomous decisions. The, the the scope of those decisions are fairly limited. It's buy, sell, or do nothing. Um, that sounds very much within, like a smart contract to me. Well, it, 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 it's not quite binary, um, but yes, it it, it 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 is smart contracts with the added. Uh, bonus of having a, a large modicum of artificial intelligence included in it because these you the these the decision making part of of these uh strategies of the of this code um also learns from previous decisions it's taken it it has access to vast amounts of historic market tick data and it it is designed by its very nature 
I say I'm I'm saying that um, electronic code has has a nature which is slightly more artificial intelligence than I was than, than I was going for. But by 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 its raison d'être is to establish on a given timeline what it thinks is going to happen to the market or to the price uh, of the instrument that it is it is pointed at. Right. So what we're talking about, and James, I'm going to come to you in a minute because you you were the you were the guy writing some of these algorithmic trading. We've we've gone from a sort of a, an open outcry, I girls and guys running around shouting and screaming to other buy sell buy sell and trading places and and the like, um, uh, sort of Hollywoodized. What what happened there with live hogs and orange juice and all the other bits and bobs, um, and it's now gone over telephones, um, but then it was given to computers to sort of do do trading and now we're seeing the advent of things called DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations um which for me being simplistic they're like a co-op i lots of people have a view they all get together and it's for the benefit of of the group of people and i just thought it was interesting that once again nothing's new i you've been you know from a legal point of view been looking at algorithmic trading James, from a coding point of view, has been doing this. For, and this has been around for, what, thir- must be 30, getting on 40 years, some of this stuff. It certainly goes back to sort of the 80s. And now we're seeing these high-frequency algo traders suddenly looked at crypto and thought, oh, this is good. There's a, there's a price in something like Bitcoin being made on one exchange. And, and then over in Korea, it was a 15% price differential. We'll, we'll, we'll arbitrage that all day long. But as we start to see um, digital assets... I the digitization, securitization, monetization of real world assets using cryptographic technology. I'm putting on a blockchain. Then, really, the market seems to be growing up. But we can probably draw from some experience from the algo trades. Is is that is that fair? Sorry, I thought you were you were asking James. Yes, absolutely, yes. it is fair. Uh, <laughs> and having been involved maybe not for as long as james but um for for a significant period of time in the algo trading world and seeing it evolve and there are very definite landmarks that i'm seeing in uh in the evolution of digital assets uh trading and and markets that we saw in um, in algorithmic trading not the least of which is that it both well al- algo trading um particularly principal trading which means dealing on your own account being dragged kicking and screaming into the the glare of the fully regulated environment um yeah. in in most jurisdictions around the world and setting in doing so setting the benchmark for risk management and uh change management control and oversight for the rest of the market that comes along behind it yeah. it, 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 it is the, the parallels are are quite astonishing actually to see to see the uh to, to, to see what is happening in, in in both sides uh there was a recent i say recent it was on monday uh a response to a consultation issued by 
His Majesty's Treasury on the future financial services regulatory regime for crypto assets. I know we're not here to talk about that, but uh, all the things they're talking about here, as in um, what activities are regulated and what instruments are going to be within the regulated perimeter, mm-hmm. were discussions that we've we, we've been having for much longer than a decade um, with an eye to algorithmic trading. And that the approaches are eventually going to be the same. Is that if you if you want to deal in or advise on um, these types of assets, you're going to have to be within the regulatory perimeter and subject to the uh, the tender mercies of our friends in Endeavour Square, the, the FCA. Right. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. Well. Um... James, you you were you were very much at the sharp end of some of this stuff. What, um, what any thoughts? Well, yeah. So I read over the article and and I love it by default. Um, James, you're not I, on mute, are you? Uh, you're on mute, James. You wouldn't think he was a DJ, would you? Well, well yeah. Well, well, oh, there he is. <laughs> this is going to be Jay. one of those shows where <laughs> I lost the Zoom screen. All right. Thank God. You know what? I'm really good at editing. Thank good good stuff. So, Jack, three, two, one. So, James, what do you think? You were at the sharp end of some of this stuff. Um, you obviously heard, you know, from from a legal perspective, and obviously Sam was looking at from very much, you know, the algo trades, the high frequency trading, and 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 you know, making sure they were they were doing what they said they do from a legal perspective. Um, do you see some parallels between some of the stuff you were doing? on Wall Street, and now what we're beginning to see with digital assets, you know, initially crypto, but now moving into when we start tokenizing, digitizing real assets. Well, the easy answer is yes, right? I was reading over the article, um, and you had almost, for a moment there, you were going where I wanted you to go, and then you said you didn't want to necessarily discuss crypto, but I'm that guy with that opinion. Um, so... Here, and from a legal aspect, I would love this opinion. So I, I'm the guy that says it's equally, I hate to use the word dangerous, but it's dangerous that we introduced all of this technology directly to retail. And, and what I mean by that is you and I, grandma and grandpa. So Coinbase, if you recall, and Mt. Gox back in the day, Mt. Gox was the first exchange to offer what was called fixed protocol, which is a communications protocol for high-frequency trading. And I think Sam touched upon the amount of messages per second that you could push over fixed protocol. And to this day, Coinbase, Binance, all of them, now they're using fixed protocol for their internal communications and their what some people might say, arbitrage, you know, between Coinbase and, and Binance. We all know where Binance came from. We don't say that part out loud, but it's literally Bloomberg. So my question, you also, Sam, you were talking about amending orders, and I was like, you know what? For 10 years now, I can't do an order mod, a cancel replace on any of these exchanges. It just doesn't work. It doesn't happen. All that technology is there. So when you're saying 
and I haven't seen the EU like swarm markets type front end for regulated trading, but when when you say that all of the old is now new again, I feel like we're still in 1992 in terms of digital assets because we are not implementing what could be implemented with algorithmic trading, sweeping markets across dark pools, walking markets, top of book, depth of book. There's, there's no, as far as I know, there's no level two or level three type data in, no. in the crypto world. I agree with you. Everything you've said, I, I, I completely agree with I you. I don't agree. No, I disagree and have an argument. It's much oh, more... Right. Well, see, I, see somewhere I was going, I was being very polite. Um, no, don't. Don't. He's American. He's annoying. But, so, but I think that that's partly a factor of most of the market-moving transactions in let's call it crypto are otc in very large blocks the the actual retail volume that sits on finance and and its peers may be large but as far as market pricing and market moving transactions concerned they're almost irrelevant and so what I, I i think is going to happen james is that all of the things about which you just spoke will move into the market as the market because it is becoming more regulated um can become more institutional i think that's it's it's a chicken and egg issue here. Right, because okay. I'm I'm not the retail guy that should be frustrated over the fact that I can't do a cancel replace, right? Because nobody oh, normally God, no. you, would... Yeah. Uh, right, nobody normally oh, you, know how to do that. But I question why isn't it... Right, I could do... I, I can do... I could have a little bot, like you were talking about artificial intelligence, which we use that term two decades ago, right? Because we were. Yes. We were you yep. know, long and short RSIs. When it's below 42, let's, let's get the VWAP on a buy. And that was all Java. That was all using EMS cues, pe words people don't know. But it's there back then. And now my next door neighbor is talking to me about stochastic RSI frequencies and and it's concerning as entertaining as it is to me so it, it, it is absolutely concerning uh, we, we've been it's something that um on the algo trading side uh at, at digital assets we've been talking about for years so I, I forget the the exact examples but i'm, I'm i think there was a a, a very famous a widely read article um, back in the day on Thomson Reuters or Bloomberg, which dealt with a man who he was using off-the-shelf algorithmic trading software. And he was very upset and had gone to the press because he had turned the algo on and gone to work. And when he came back, 
he was a couple of a uh, couple of bucks in the hole, <laughs> and that that's that's a perfect example of the the danger of commoditizing these tools. If you put it in the put these tools in the hands of idiots like me, you're going to well, they're going to be they're not going to be misused. They're going to be used badly, and to it is just purely by by luck that the amount of risk that numpties like I am going to be placing onto the market do not present a systemic risk. We saw what happened with Knight Capital, which did present a systemic risk. We've seen what happens when there are fat finger trades at an American bank. The name of which I, I I I won't mention, but which was oh go on mention heavily. them. Which American bank? No, is Cit Cit City had a fat finger error. What's a fat finger error? Sam? Years ago? Oh my What's god! I have an entire story oh. for you. Just it's not your podcast, though, James. I, I, not your podcast. I love this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, I'm gonna. A fat finger error is when a human error occurs because someone pressed the wrong key instead of pressing. Um, I don't know, three, they've pressed, you know, 33. And it's, it's, um, look, I'm going to have to stop this because I know this is going to go on all day long. I knew you guys would get on really, really well. Um, Sam, I generally, I, I, the little bit that I know about some of this stuff, I've been doing it for sort of seven or eight years. I think it's, I see it's encouraging that, um, it isn't anything new necessarily. It, it's sort of same soup, different gravy in the sense that I think we can learn a lot of what's already happened. And I think that's great from an institutional point of view, because at the end of the day, it's the institutions that have got access to the capital. And when they see that some of the systems, procedures, and they can put the risk controls around that, as they have done around the algo trading and the OTC markets, um, I think that it'll enable them to be able to have a, perhaps a, a different appreciation, understanding of, of the digitization of these assets. Because the, the real prize, unfortunately, is not crypto, James. As I know as much as you love it, it's actually the derivatives. Because that's where there's 1.2 quadrillion worth of assets. And if we can start seeing blockchains and DLTs being used in that field and reduce the cost and improve the efficiency, bizarrely, that will actually help the man and lady in the street because that market is, is the biggest asset class in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Okay. Yeah, Sam, how do people get hold of you? Um, it, it, it's it's Sam, S A M, Tyfield, T Y. Field F I L D on LinkedIn is that the best one? Yeah, that link, link, LinkedIn's a good one. Um, or you're at Shoesmith. Uh, or are you, I'm dyslexic. Why have you got two two O's no E in Shoesmith? What's going on there? Uh, it, 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 it is a very old firm, um, <laughs> and there was a Shoesmith family back in the day. Yeah, who, yeah, but what got, um, yeah, but you don't sell shoe. shoe. Is that that's yeah, really like, okay? See, see the beauty of having two O's. Johnny, is yeah. that we can turn it into an infinity sign because we were infinitely brilliant at what we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure someone would have paid a lot more money to come up with a with an advertising slogan than that. <laughs> but it it, it it is it is a work of genius to have an infinity <laughs> sign instead of two O's. Infinity sign. Oh, okay. Well, I'll ponder I'll ponder that at a later stage. But. but uh, <laughs> Thank you very much for um, my for, pleasure. You know, and um, James, thank you for the you and the team um, for this week's um, digital bites. And we'll be back next week um, with another guest 
um, and another another edition. So thanks, Sam. Thanks, James. And take Thank care. You. Thank you very much, both.